Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a hearing-impaired protagonist, a first love, the use of Japanese sign language in manga news. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 538. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you're doing well and hope you're excited for a great new year of podcasts and reviews. Also... Happy 2024. Hope you had a great, safe time and hope you're excited for some more things. I could talk about a lot that has been going on with me, but for the most part, work has been crazy. But I'm now back. I'm now ready. I'm excited and I am geared to bring a year of amazing manga reviews to all of you. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is some podcast and making reviews about connected dance narratives. Translation, we're a nerdy podcast where we talk about various geeky topics. And since it's the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. If you're watching on YouTube, remember to click on that subscribe button. Click on that bell for notifications and remember to like and share with your friends. And with that in mind, let's actually get to it. Because if you remember from the last episode, which was a little bit time ago, I spun that one that only the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated on to be that reviewing a pretty one-of-a-kind manga that deals with a pretty fascinating subject. So let's get to it. So the reason why this is so fascinating is that this was actually written by Sue Morishita, which is a writing duo. One of them does the storyboards, the other one does the illustrations. There's also a silent third partner that worked on this, but we'll get about to them in a little bit. This was published by Kodansha, and released over here by Kodansha USA, and released in Dessert Magazine. The original run for this was 2019, and it's still coming out to this day. There are currently 12 volumes out, and this series is still coming out. It is a shoujo series that is a drama romance that deals with the hearing impaired, and the original title of this was Yubisaki to Renren, but it is known in English simply as A Sign of Affection. And this is a story of a first love in a very unique world and the use of a very different love language. It is the story of a young girl whose name is Yuki Itose. Yuki is a college student it's her first year she lives with her mom and she is trying to live the best life she can more importantly than that yuki is hearing impaired she was born without the ability to hear and she goes through life not really caring that she's hearing impaired she's lived this life and she goes through it um she has hearing aids but she only hears scrambled nonsense that she doesn't understand and she's able to go to college by having someone take notes for her. And she can read lips, kind of. And this works out well while she goes through this world. She loves fashion. She loves eating. She has friends. But that's about it. Until one day, on a train, a stranger shows up and asks her for help. Unfortunately, she can't read the lips. The big foreign guy. And she's like, uh, I can't speak. And she tries to show using Japanese sign language that she can't. And he isn't getting it because he's a foreigner. And she ends up getting rescued by a tall stranger with a backpack. Enter in Itsomi Nagi. Uh, Japanophile. Not Japanophile. He is a Japanese-born German citizen. He actually moved to Germany, lived there for years, and he's back in Japan. And he is someone who loves culture. He loves... The world. He travels around, he learns tons of languages, and he sees this girl in trouble, and he ends up talking to the stranger and translates, all works out. 
And then when he goes back to talk to her, she says she's deaf. He sees she's deaf and he's like, can you read my lips? He didn't, he spoke enough Japanese like he could help him with it. And she ends up thanking him and they talk a little bit and she says that she knows him from college because actually Itsumi is in the same club as her best friend Rin. We'll get to Rin in a second. And they kind of know each other through a third party and he ends up saying, I'll see you later. And because this very large guy was nice to her and also pats her head before he leaves, she has a new feeling in her body and she has a weird pounding. She doesn't know what it is. Her heart is racing. And she ends up falling in like with this guy. She likes this guy. He's intriguing to her and she wants to know everything she can about him. So she ends up going to her best friend, Rin. Now, Rin is the girl who writes all of the notes for her. And says, how, who is this guy? How do you know him? Turns out that he is someone who travels. He's constantly away. He's a little crazy, but he works at this bar. Also, Rin has a crush on the owner of the bar, who is uh, Itsumi's cousin. And so they're going to go there and get, you know, she's going to get the details. And at the same time, Rin is going to get the phone number for this guy. That's what they're going to do. So they're going to go together, be awesome. And when they go there, well, she is the best gr wing girl ever. She helps her out and helps her to talk to Itsumi. We find out that he's actually a polyglot. He doesn't just speak Japanese. He speaks German and English and Chinese, and he's learning Spanish. He's traveled all over the place, and he's planning to travel to India and Laos and all over the world, because that's his dream. And as Yuki is interacting with him through a whiteboard, she can't really get the courage to write down, can I have your contact information? So she gets afraid. The night ends where Rin gets uh, Kyoya's phone number, and she doesn't, and she's really sad about it. And then Itsumi walks out and says, hey, I'm walking home. I'm leaving now. Do you want me to walk you home? And Rin, as the best wing girl ever, says, yes, I live right there, but Yuki lives far away. Why don't you walk her home? And Yuki ends up walking with this guy. And it is a beautiful moment. Because as they walk, they get uh, something happens and they end up talking. And she ends up getting his contact information because she gets brave enough to do it because she's confused by this feeling like can he read my thoughts and she asks him the question is the world big and he's like it's huge but why don't you let me into your world and with that smooth line she falls in love with Itsumi and this begins their courtship into a full-blown relationship that is unique and different and nuanced. And while Itsumi is someone who actually definitely breaks personal bubbles, he gets really close to people, he is willing to learn Japanese sign language. He talks to her, he's interested in her. And it is a great story of these two falling in love. And this is a story that I would love to tell you more about. Unfortunately, it would do this series a disservice. This is a story to be read and examined because it is about someone with hearing loss interacting with the world. All the images, as you can see, are beautifully done. And more importantly, they're drawn to be important to someone who can't hear. 
every moment you have Yuki interacting with the world, if she's reading someone's lips, the word bubbles are grayed out. So you're kind of in her world. And it focuses on her hand movements. So we know this means sure. This means sorry. This means promise. Um, also, fun fact, if you are watching on YouTube, this is my favorite panel of the whole series. This is when he asks her to let her into his world and she does a happy dance. Like she just can't express how happy she is. And it's a great moment that's just so cute and whimsical. And you want to protect this girl. You do. And there are tons of other characters in this story besides uh, Yuki and Itsumi. You have Rin. You have Kyoya. Then you have Oshi. Oshi is her childhood friend who learned how to do sign language and speaks to her kind of rudely. Like, will sign to her in a way which seems kind of assholish. But the fact is that he actually likes her, and that's why he kept up with sign language. So he doesn't know how to deal with his feelings. And also when he finds out that she's falling in love with this big foreigner guy, he doesn't know how to deal with it, and he acts rather rambunctious. Then you have another character named Emma who is in love with Itsumi, but he doesn't care about her. And then there's Itsumi's best friend, Shin, who has a crush on Emma and has been pretty much friend zoned because he hasn't made a move. And now when he does, she doesn't believe him. It is a whole thing. But this is the story of Yuki and Itsumi. And it is beautifully done. I can't go any further into how amazing the story is. I cannot. I'm just gaping at it and just looking and trying to express the feelings. But I gotta say, you just have to experience it. The fact that Sue Morishita actually got someone who speaks with Japanese Sign Language to supervise the way that they depict it to make it look even better and also taught them Japanese Sign Language is a feat onto itself and more importantly it gives the story more of an authenticity because it shows how someone without hearing reacts and would deal with situations in the real world. Now. You know, I keep saying Japanese sign language. Some of you are confused. Like, isn't Jap all sign language the same? It's like, no, just like the real world or the speaking world. Every area has different dialects and contexts and words. British English and American English spoken are very similar. But ESL and ASL, which is English sign language and American sign language, are two completely different animals. The words are completely different. And so Japanese sign language is completely different. Also, there's Japanese signing, which deals with also body language and motion as well, which is something which you see done in the series. Like, you see Utsushi doing things which go against that context in a kind of snide way, like where he'll hide his mouth to say something it's kind of where he's like confessing something to her. Well, she won't know. Or he'll talk to someone else so he doesn't embarrass her. And they also bring into the fact that uh, hearing impaired individuals don't like someone sneaking up on them because they can't hear them. So it's kind of a shock. So you have to kind of indicate that I'm behind you. And this focuses on that. The art is great. The characters are great. And there is an adaptation that looks spectacular. Now, I could go on and on about this, but I'm not going to. For, so for the first review for 2024, I'm going to have to give this our highest rating. I really do, because Sign of Affection is a manga that is one of a kind. 
and it is beautiful and amazing, and I want to read more about it. I've been reading this digitally. I have to pick up the manga because it is one of those ones I want to own the whole series. So for that reason, I have to give this a really, really cool read this now. Experience it. Love this. This is probably one of my favorite relationships done in a long time. It is better than so many others, and they take their time. And even when you could tell that Itsomi wants to progress further, he wants to go a little bit further into the pool, he's willing to wait for Yuki. He's there to be like, we have to experience it together. I go a little further, but not too much. Like, their their first kiss is kind of hysterical and kind of cringy at the same way, but it's endearing because it's a lack of communication. That's all I'm going to say about this, but if you haven't experienced this, really experience this. Now, if you've read this series, email me, zanspirekin.com or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know your thoughts. If you thought this was a, a great series or if you thought it was garbage, let me know your thoughts. Also, here's my random question for the week in the first one for 2024. We're talking about, did you know uh, ASL or JSL or Japanese signing? Do you know how to do it? For me personally, because of certain situations, I know a little bit. And, you know, just the basic things going on. That's about it. I can't go too far. But I digress. So with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases for the week. And these are the first manga releases for 2024. And the first one is a fun one that's a little different. And we're talking about A Cat from Our World and the Forgotten Witch Volume 1. This one looks adorable because apparently it is a cat is a kai's into another world and the cat is gigantic. Why? We don't know. Next we have Ayakashi Triangle Volume 7, Blue Box Volume 8, Cinderella Closet Volume 4. Didn't I say to make my abilities average in the next life, the light novel Volume 17? Next one is Easygoing Territory Defense by the Optimistic Lord, Production Magic turns the Nameless Village into the Strongest Ford by City, the manga, Volume 1. Then you have I Can't Refuse S, Volume 2. Kaiju Number 8, Volume 9. Kimono Jihen, Volume 9. Kubo Won't like Let Me Be Invisible, Volume 11. Like a Butterfly, Volume 4. Malevolent Spirits, Monogatari, Volume 5. Marriage Toxin, Volume 1. Momo, The Blood Taker, Volume 7. My Room is a Dungeon Rest Stop, The Manga, Volume 7. Pandora in the Crimson Shell, Ghost Um, Volume 17, which is actually set in the Ghost in the Shell universe. It is an odd series. Please Go Home, Miss Akutsu, Volume 4. Tamon's B-Side, Volume 2. The Darwin Incident, Volume 3. The Duke of Death and His Maid, Volume 10. The Moon on a Rainy Day or Night, Volume 3. This is Screwed Up, but I was reincarnated as a girl in another world, the manga, Volume 10. And then last and certainly not least, we have Wolf Girl and Black Prince, Volume 5. And so we've had some unique titles to open up this year, and we had a couple that were pretty engaging and intriguing to me, and some which I, was, I don't even want to check out. So these are the ones which were my top five for the year, or for the week. So the first one is A Cat 
from Our World and the Forgotten Witch Volume 1. This one looks like a lot of fun, and I'm a sucker for cats. Next one, Easygoing Territory Defense by the Optimistic Lord. Production magic turns a nameless village into the strongest fortified city, the manga Volume 1. This sounds like an insane concept, and more importantly, it sounds like a crazy Isekai or light novel premise, so I want to check this one out. Then Marriage Talks in Volume 1. This is about a Yakuza member who has to hide and marry a normie. This one I've heard about, and I'm actually researching because I'm going to be doing a panel at Anime Boston, and hopefully at in amazement, we're going to be talking about marriage and manga, and this is one of those ones I want to use for it. Uh, a little spoiling, but we're going to see how it works out. Then we have Pandora in the Crimson Shell, Ghost Um, Volume 17. This is an interesting look into the world of Ghost in the Shell that's done not as smutty as the original manga, but not as politics-heavy as the original series. Definitely worth checking out. And the last one, The Moon on a Rainy Night, Volume 3. I've heard so much about this series, I do want to check this out. And hopefully it is as good as people say. So these are my top five. Which are the ones you most excited about? I mean, are you excited for the Duke of Death and His Maid? The Darwin Incident? Momo the Bloodtaker? My Room is a Dungeon Rest Stop? Kaiju number eight, which finally we got the first video for it, and it looks great. I can't wait for that series to come out as a actual anime. But which of these are you most excited about? Email me zanspyrokin.com or tweet me at Spyrokin. And with that in mind, well, yeah. So before we go any further, I'd like to thank you for everyone who's watching. I appreciate each and every one of you, every email you get, every comment you send. It gives me more motivation to keep doing this podcast. I love doing this. I love trying to make it better and better and motivating it and modernizing it and just trying to be the best I can be with this podcast. I'm going to keep going until an old man has to read manga with thick glasses. I'm going to do so much better this year, and we are going to be up to date with everything. So that's my goal for this year, to get all 52 weeks with 52 different titles. So we're going to see how this goes. Also on our official TikTok, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Uh, so if you haven't checked out our TikTok, check it out. I'm going to be releasing something new every two weeks, I believe. We're going to see how it goes. So check that out. But I digress. Stay tuned for that. So anyway, let's get to the part that you've all been waiting for and the best part of this podcast. And what are we talking about? We are talking about that one, that only, the, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. What is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to spin the wheel. Whatever number it lands on the manga that's in that spot is the one I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spire Can Manga Review, episode 539. 539. Wow, it has been a while. We're going to see how it goes. But let's spin and see we're going to review in the next episode, shall we? Also, if you want to have me change the wheel, send me some cool mangas. Let me know what you think. And we're actually going to be reviewing number six, The Shiori Experiment. Ooh, this one is pretty different. This, its full title is Shiori Experience Jimmy na Watashi Tuhen na Oji-san. And this is about a girl who ends up getting possessed by Jimi Hendrix because of the old story of being, going to the crossroads, selling your soul to the devil, and becoming the greatest rock star ever. This is 
where the person will sell their soul and they have one year to become the best they can be. And this is about a boring teacher who used to be a rocker who has to be a rocker again. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? We're going to find out because I am a little bit of a music head. So let's see how this goes. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As usual, I am your host, I am Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. And keep reading manga. Thank you so much. See you.